guys here with you in FC Wonder Kid episode 74 here with my guy Bretton. How are you? Um, I am doing okay. Uh, Group B in the World Cup is not doing okay. Uh, <laughs> England, the United States, uh, who else? Wales, they all look in Iran. the mud. No, Iran, Iran is the only... no, they look good. <laughs> Iran looks good, and and that's that's the funny team. That's the team that everybody is probably underestimating. But hey, before we get started on that, because I'm sure we got a lot of comments, I gotta ask you, buddy, how you doing? I'm doing all right here. Portugal's giving me reasons to be extremely happy with Fernandesh, <laughs> and after a loss with Switzerland, I was happy to see that game with Czech Republic. But people, please don't forget to like this video and follow us on Twitter instagram spotify if you can and apple Podcasts, because you are going bold with us but yes friends mm -hmm. we started with mentioning that group and england okay and southgate ain't looking good southgate in in his five last games this year he hasn't won one end game and how wonder how wonder when you have mcguire like yeah. Maguire starting. Uh, like, what's that decision making from Southgate? And in four starts this season for Maguire, it's like Maguire has no wins. No uh, wins. A loss to Brighton, 2-1. Uh, 4-0 to Brentford, 1-0 to Real Sociedad, and a loss now to Italy. Four losses yeah. in four starts for Maguire. Like, but oh. but I, I, I'm with you, but like... What are we what are we supposed to do mm. for Harry Maguire? Because at, at some point Bench? you beat a you beat a yeah, I mean I guess so, but you beat a guy down so much. Like at some point you gotta start to pick the man up if you think he's a viable entity for you moving forward. And I guess Gareth Southgate and even Eric Ten Hag believes that Harry Maguire has something to offer. But mm. he just Ten gets no. killed. Gets know. killed so much, but I'm I'm 100 with you. That was an it was not a great game versus Italy. It was uh, Giacomo Raspadori getting another goal for them, which was great to see. But when it comes down to it, England, and, and, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. England was relegated. Relegated. It might not mean anything to a lot of people, I guess. But anytime you put England and relegated next to each other, it's, it, it's got to rankle a lot of people and. Nice. Gareth Southgate a lot aside, Harry Maguire aside, this is not a team that is inspiring confidence uh, when we are less than two months away from the World Cup. Fact. In those five games, one goal. Hey, one goal. From a penalty. <laughs> like what? From a penalty. From open play, zero goals. Zero yeah. goals in those five games. And what I got to mm. say, knowing this Southgate, that he has zero goals from open play, what would you expect? giving a chance to a striker before the World Cup. And good, he called up Ivan Toni to be in the trainings, but not in the matches, because in the match squad, Ivan Toni wasn't even on the bench. And you would expect him just to get 15 minutes, a chance yeah. to show what he can do for England before the World Cup. Southgate was very wrong for that and england fans not all negatives okay here for the start i just want to say though jude bellingham has to start for england Foden two and saka if he's the best player the best english player this year you can't play him out of position you can't play him out of position and that's why he didn't perform as he does at arsenal 
Okay, that yeah. wasn't deserved to do that. And I think he should play where he plays best soccer and the whole team. Yeah. There needs to be changes for England. That is boring football and zero creativity there. And I want to point fingers too to another player this season. Mason Mount, zero goals, zero assists. He's not adding a lot, even from the bench, okay? And you have Madison that wasn't even selected. Sancho that wasn't even selected. That have the creativity that England needs. So I sure believe that there needs to be a switch of mentality in this England team. And Declan Rice can't be so positive when he is relegated in the Nations yeah. League with these bad performances. Say, in the World Cup, everything's going to be good. Yeah, who's your backup striker for Kane? Even Tony doesn't even get a chance. So he's backing Southgate. So he sure hopes the Southgate goes bold in the World Cup. But I, I'm not I'm not going with that. I'm not well, going well, with that. Well, here's here. Okay, you did say a lot of stuff that was negative there, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, and, and, and all of which is 100% valid. And if you go into the Twitter sphere, which don't do it if you don't have an iron stomach, uh, because it is not pretty. Um, it is not pretty at all, but here is the silver lining. Mm -hmm. Here's the silver lining. Isn't it better to have these issues now and to work through them uh, so that during the World Cup, you are at your best self and you know your weaknesses and you're able to present them. Now, here is the issue. Here is the biggest issue. A lot of people don't think Gareth Southgate has the capability to change. Does he, though? They believe... Exactly. They don't believe that he does. And I don't know. I'm not a good enough critic of managers to really feel he like doesn't. he actually does. England he doesn't seem to have a, World a plan. Cup with him. England won't win a World Cup with Southgate because I'm saying they have zero creativity. They're not playing with a good build-up play. And why? Yeah. Because you have a Trent Alexander-Arnold on the bench. One of the best providers in the world of football. So players like this, not having an opportunity shows that the future of England is in trouble with Southgate doing the decision-making. Tomoris, uh, Sancho, Foden, Saka, Jude Bellingham, all these players need to have a manager that knows how to play with them. It's not just believes in them, that knows how to use them. And if England are going to win a World Cup, replace Southgate, in my opinion. I'm yeah. going to say that, Brenton. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. say it. <laughs> Mourinho, yeah, well, there, Mourinho yeah, there, there, there is there is no way in hell Southgate is getting replaced before this World Cup. I and agree, I, that's 100%. I, that's 100%. But, yes, yes, yes. But I yeah, it, it does it does feel like he's trying to fit, uh, what is it, round <laughs> pegs into, no, yeah, round pegs into square holes is what he's trying to do. He's trying to fit, like, Saka. He's cutting it off. Uh, before Saka can even get started, uh, to the point where, like, it's one of the first time I saw some negativity about Bukayo Saka mm -hmm. uh, on Twitter in a while that wasn't partisan-based. But it, I think, though, maybe maybe there's a little bit of a weirdness to this whole UEFA Nations League type of, mm. type of thing because um, I, I'm sure you didn't have on your bingo card that after five fixtures with one remaining, that it would be Hungary <laughs> at the top of a group with Germany, Italy, and England in it. Uh, but at the same time, at the same time, England should be playing better. They should be playing better with the collection of talent they have. And if South can't, Southgate can't do the job, he's not changing from now until the World Cup. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. 
what there is to be uber excited about because they've got the depth, they've got the talent, Agreed. but it sounds to me like they don't have the system. Agreed. I agree a lot with what you said right there. That's the perfect ending for England. But tell us, yeah. people down below, what you think needs to happen for England, who needs to be selected, and what's the problem in that lineup? For me, yeah. that the, the creativity is zero. That's the problem, in my opinion. But tell us down below. So, yes, let's move to another problem that I saw that I have to voice that I, this criticism for this player, and it's Mbappe <laughs> with France. I saw that Mbappe didn't want to take photos with the team because he didn't like the sponsors of KFC and a betting company, betting company sponsoring Farns. That makes no sense. Mbappe is bigger than PSG now and bigger than the French national team right now? That is cap, okay? I think Mbappe is stepping over his foot and he shouldn't be acting that way. Look at the history of players that France has had. Zidane's highest level. And no, no player complained. And now Mbappe's complaining about that. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I, got, I, got, I don't even really want to argue the other side of this at all. But, you know, in, in, in as highly litigious, mm -hmm. uh, highly, like, legally oriented as the American culture is, uh, for for it seemingly to be about his rights, his images rights, and oh. all that stuff, um, whatever. There might be a grain of whatever going on there that could provide validity to his argument. But when it comes down to it, it does feel like Kylian Mbappe is the despot of of PSG. Uh, he is the despot of Les Bleus, and unfortunately, at 23 years old, uh, it's going to be that way for some some. <laughs> Like, like it, is gonna, it is going to be. It's Kylian Mbappe's team. It's Kylian Mbappe's match. country. Those are the matches that a Ballon d'Or player would do. Like Mbappe still hasn't even I... gotten a Ballon d'Or, and he's refusing to take photos for KFC. Like that is elite decision making. Okay, but that's he's getting <laughs> three hundred million from PSG, and so he's a billionaire <laughs> in the near future at twenty three to get that money. But I'm gonna say that man. I don't. I hope Dembele doesn't become that guy. I hope he doesn't yeah. advance it. Come on. No. I just, let's Dembe see. Dembele, Dembele knows the power of karma. Uh, <laughs> you, act, you act like that, his hammy is going to go again, and it's not going to be good. Uh, but, but let's be honest. Let's, let's stay on France, because mm -hmm. obviously we need we need to wrap Dembele in bubble wrap right now. That's for damn sure, because France has this growing <laughs> list, this massively growing list of injuries and un unfortunately it's also adversely affecting Barcelona right because hey. Jules Conde is the most recent and it sounds to me like he might be out six to eight weeks uh but I don't I don't know what France is going to do uh all I do know is that they have the depth to deal with this mm -hmm. I'm telling you if France takes a B team a B mm. team okay or a B team sparkled with a bunch of A players a plus players in there right <laughs> I mean, but but Benzema, there's no guarantee he comes right back. He's older. He's dealing with a knee injury. I hoped it, or knee, uh, what is it, a calf injury? Yes. I hope he comes back. We want to see Benzema at his best. Uh, Pogba likely isn't going to be back in time. Ah, right? but no Pogba needed. Like, I'll be honest. Yeah. Right, right now, Pogba, he's got bigger enemies to face with himself, Pogba. No, right, Trying to right. find reasons why he's not playing well with 
witchcraft? That makes no sense, Pogba. You were a no. baller, man. He was one of my favorite players to watch too. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand that, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't purport to know anything about uh, voodoo or whatever it is, witchcraft that he is uh, uh, purportedly a part of. I have no clue. But yeah, the the point I'm trying to make mm -hmm. is that even with world class ballers on the bench mm -hmm. or even ballers that aren't necessarily in the right mindset here mm -hmm. france has enough talent to break the curse on its own and i'm going to say it right now mm. this injury crisis that is happening for france yes. this terrible play that's happening in the uefa nations league even though they did dispatch austria okay mm. um it is a blessing in disguise in my opinion you want guys like a shuamani you want guys like a yusuf fofana you want guys like a Krista and Kunku that are going to, they are not the Mbappes of the world. They are not the Benzema's of the world just yet. Mm -hmm. They are going to fight to break that curse. And I think mm -hmm. you almost need like a B plus team in order to get out of that group, break the curse, and then see what happens. Hopefully you can get special moments from Mbappe, special moments from Griezmann. Hell, Olivier Giroud becoming the, the oldest French goal scorer of all time. Like, this man is aging like fine wine, and he's got more left in his tank. He could simply get them into the round of 16, not on his own, but he can be the goal scorer until Benzema is back, right? I just believe that this is going to be, this injury crisis, while it doesn't feel like it is going to be a blessing in disguise for Les Bleus. Hmm. We'll see. Giroud, like Giroud, being the all-time goal scorer for France, can't happen. He's two goals away from it. Okay, I think yeah. he's equal to Henri, okay, in French national team wow. goals. That is elite Ooh. status. And I know Mbappe is going to reach those levels. And I sure hope he treats the French national team differently in the near future. I just want to say that. Yeah. And that, just ending with that too, that money from KFC goes back to the French youth. So that's why yeah. I'm so vocal to defend the sponsors because... Clad Fontaine needs the money to prov to provide those yeah. ballers that keep on going. But tell us, yeah. people, your thoughts down below about everything about France, the future of France, and about this Mbappe uh, polemic. Okay, <laughs> news. Uh, so, and we also I, I gotta give a little shout out. Uh, Bubakar Kamara is another one that I thought was really rising through the ranks at Les Bleus, and unfortunately. It, unfortunately, it seems like he's going to be out for a pretty long time. Mm. Uh, he's another one that got injured uh, over this hey. international weekend. But it, it has been a very, for a lot, a lot of teams, it has been a very costly international window so far. Um, and I, I know you mm. probably held your breath a little bit. You puckered up oh, a little bit when you saw that, that uh, collision between the Czech Republic goalkeeper, Voklik, and Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo. That was... That was scary. He was that bleeding. was not nice. That's true. Yeah. He was bleeding at 37. The way he was bleeding, man, that was not nice to see. And you did touch that subject. And I think Barca are in real trouble, man, because Conde is reportedly only going to come back before the Bayern game, and Ronald Araujo won't even come back after the World Cup. Only after yeah, the World Cup, Araujo is that, back. That, that, that's a huge, like, huge blow for Barca oh. and for Uruguay and for uh, Uruguay. I mean, that is, uh, wait, wait, wait. no, it, I, I think he might play though for Uruguay though. I think it's because yeah. he plays for Uruguay still, Barca still won't have him until the 31st. Yeah. 
Okay, the thirty first of December. So I, unless, so, unless of course he goes in for surgery, right? Mm, yes, yes. I think that That's, I think he's really gonna try to go to the World Cup. But let's yeah. let's please, please, Ronaldo Araujo, you got such a bright future ahead with Gonde. Yeah. Just let it let it go. The right progress with that injury, yeah. and don't go too crazy on it. Like we've seen in the past, other players. Like we can transition to those other players. Like. Fatty, okay, with the Spanish national team, okay, with Luis Enrique. I gotta mention this. They had lined up for the first time ever in La Nations League history uh, four players that were born after 2000. Ferran Torres, Eric Garcia, Gavi, and Pedri. All Barca players too. So that was an interesting stat that shows that Spain yeah. are investing in youth. Trust the youth. Yeah, but how did, how did it go? <laughs> How did it go? Not the, Switzerland too. Switzerland is a tricky team, though. Tricky they are team. a tricky team. Too they are. No, I, know it. I. But but apparently he didn't get the Pedri Gavi memo because he mm. played them together and they wind up losing. No, uh, yeah, again. I, I think I think uh, I think Luis Enrique is going to come out of that and say, "Hey, we had eighty percent possession, uh, but they didn't have as they didn't have that many more shots on goal. They weren't True. very inventive." That you would see with a with a shabby ball team, you would actually see some inventive things to, <laughs> to break down a yes. Swiss defense. I did not see that in that Spanish side, and you that, you know that center back pairing. Mm -hmm. I, I do rate Eric Garcia long term, but like that center back pairing, I I, I think is going to get exposed. Ooh. It is going to get exposed at the World's Cup. I, I you know you tell me if I'm wrong, but that Spanish center back pairing, uh, who is the other one? It and was, it was Eric Garcia that? and Busquets. Yeah, so it's like, mm, yeah. for me, like it's Busquets' last dance for Spain yeah. and for Barca too, because he's gonna leave at the end of next season. And like for me, it's also crazy too. I said four players are nominated for the Golden Boy yeah. in the Spanish national team with Pedri, Gavi, Fati, and Alejandro Balde. That sure is gonna be starting. Okay, hopefully. First Spain sure. in the near future with Luis Enrique. Loving that well, Barca youth. Well, there, was, uh, there was one other youth that came yes. off the bench there that deserves a shout for Spain before we move on to the team that beat them, Switzerland. Mm. Uh, but there's one other youth that deserves a shout, and that is the brother of Anaki Williams, who obviously debuted for Ghana against Brazil recently. Mm -hmm. uh, but Nico Williams, the winger from Athletic Bilbao, yes. 20 years old, he actually debuted for Spain. Now, a lot of people thought he was going to follow his brother mm -hmm. and go for Ghana, but now it's going to, you know, involve a one-time file of, mm -hmm. a, of a switch for him to ever do that. And for him to do that, it, it's coming off of a really, really great month for Nico Williams. So definitely wanted to shout him out because it's not <laughs> easy to break into the Spanish national team, Fuck. especially when your brother is going uh, and playing and, for a different nation. And Nico um, Williams is still only 20, and yes, he's performing 20. great for Athletic Bilbao, that they're playing really good football. And I just want to say, too, with Nico Williams, seeing him get this deserved debut for Spain, he said something mm -hmm. that I agree a lot. That is, no one is born a racist. It's a question of education. Nico Williams, you know what everything is about, and that is very very right and to see someone succeeding in football with this mentality nico williams yeah. keep going bold and yeah that's true man inaki playing for ghana and nico for spain oh my days brothers playing for different national hey, teams hey. that reminds me of what thing back in the day yeah. 
Like, <laughs> and, and and the the craziest part is that it's only what like a week removed from them scoring for the first time in the and same La Liga match, right? So they're making history left and right, and it's mm-hmm. going to be Anaki versus Nico, and it just feels like. I don't know if they have the ability to actually face each other. Mm. Um, when it when it comes down to the World <laughs> Cup, I have to look, I have to look at the actual fixtures and the possibilities there. Imagine. But man, that's that narrative writes itself and would be great. But before we move on from Spain, mm-hmm. you have to give a shout out to Switzerland and how they continue to play their <laughs> style of football that just pisses clubs, pisses man. teams off. Yeah, it pissed France off in the Euros. And it's going to pit. They inevitably are going to beat somebody big Mm -hmm. in this coming World Cup. And there's one player that I just want to shout out Mm -hmm. because what a month he has had. Manuel Akanji, we barely talked about last season because he was so injured like all the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then not even a month ago, Pep Guardiola goes, emergency, I need center backs. (laughs) And I need them stat. He calls them in and he gets three starts off the bat. All three of them are the win- are wins. Two of them are in the Champions League. And then Manuel Akanji comes in, and what does he do for the Swiss national team? He scores against Spain as well. So I can't think of a guy that's having a better last month, uh, considering where he came from and how often he was injured for Dortmund. It's great to see him playing his best, um, even if it is short, whatever. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a short time until they get back. But I had to mention it because, come on, beating Spain in Spain is – a pretty big thing to do. It's true, it's true, and it was very good for us, Portugal, to see Switzerland getting that done, and they beat us 1-0, and now beating Spain 2-1. <laughs> I loved it. But tell us, people, your thoughts about Spain. What needs to happen in the Spanish national team, and are, is Spain a dark horse in the World Cup? Tell us in the comments on YouTube down below. But you said you can't think of a player with a better month Okay, and I gotta say, a player that had a better month than Akanji, it was Diogdalo. Diogdalo, man, what a debut for Portugal. Dalo went bold, okay? Everybody say, where's Conceal? Dalo did the job. Two goals, two beauty goals, and there's a pulse check too, because Dalo went bold, an ice cold celebration with that. I love to see it. I gotta go bold with. After seeing that lot doing that, I'm going to say this. Portugal 100% has the best fullbacks in the world right now. Nun Mensch, Dalo, and Cancel. Rafael good for options. Mario Rui was good too. We are going bold and no debate in my opinion. Come on, Dalo. I don't think I'm going to fight you on that just yet. I don't think I'm going to fight you. And, and to be honest, you guys might have to call in Eric Ten Hag as, uh, yes. you know, your, in, your you. indirect uh, inspirational. You, yeah, because it was it was Bruno Bruno Fernandez on the day. Ronaldo eventually got an assist. I know he didn't get his goal. He also got laid out. But then Diogo Dallo. I mean, because Ten Hag has brought the best out of Diogo Dallo. And it is, it is really, really amazing to watch these types of, of, of situations arise because when – when you have your finger on the pulse of Manchester United's fandom, as we do, because we monitor it so mm-hmm. much, you would have 100% expected Diogo Dalot to be shipped off to Siberia at Ooh, some point, right? No, no, you no. would have honestly expected that based off of last year. And now Diogo Dalot is seen as like mm-hmm. uh, undroppable, undroppable when it comes to this. And 
Uh, you do have to give Ten Hag a lot of kind of influence to that. And maybe just the turmoil that has gone at United, gone on at United, has really pushed Dalo to to continue to hone his game, hone his game. And I, I I really love to see something like that. I'd love to see it more so in maybe the U.S. men's national team. Uh, but the fact, that, the fact that it's making your team that much stronger and that much deeper, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Too. But I think the lot too with Man United is he really understood that he had a chance to be a part of the start of a new rebuild at Man United. And that's why I really believe Dalot will be the right back with Eric Ten Hag if they win the Premier League in near future. That that is bold expectations that Man United fans put on Eric Ten Hag. And understandably yeah. so. And another player too that's helping a lot Dalot is Lisandro Martinez. Which thank <laughs> you to him too. Because yeah, playing for Argentina, he won't be liking this form of Diogo Dalot. Okay, so I just seeing those two. Man, and Mario Rui, I was surprised too, but he's not better than yeah. Nunez, okay? People say, no. oh, Mario Rui started ahead of Nunez. No, we got a match against Spain on Tuesday, and we need to get at least a draw to go through in the Nations League Final Four, and that's why Nunez was on the bench, okay? Now, uh, to say that. <laughs> now you, would, you would never go Cancelo on the left and Dalot on the right, because nah, Nuno nah, Mendes nah. is undroppable to you. At the left. Okay. Not undroppable, but he's better at the left and Cancelo okay. at the right. In my opinion. Rui, Mario <laughs> Rui, is he at Lazio? Where's he? He's good. Yeah, 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 Napoli. Oh, Nap. Oh, interesting. Well, no, it, it is a it's a good problem to have, but yeah, you can only start two fullbacks, <laughs> so uh, that depth is going to be needed, obviously, in the group, um, yep. because you don't have you don't have an easy group to get through um, when it comes to that. But Portugal does; they have essentially a cup final. Fuck. Um, Fox. And uh, it's it's against and, a strong side, against and, Spain. And another two players that I want to shout out with Portugal, and I definitely think they're going to start for Portugal in the World Cup. I can say it right now. They're going to be in my lineup. Rafael Yao okay. and Diogo Costa. Mm -hmm. These two players are showing progress in the national team. And Diogo Costa right now is one of the best goalkeepers in the world in terms of ball distribution. Pinpoint okay. passes. Diogo Costa does it, and I think that's why he starts over. A goalkeeper like Patricio that has 104 yeah. caps for Portugal. Legend yeah. vibes from Patricio, but Diogo Costa is going bold with that ball distribution and performances. Yeah. One of the He's, best uh, goalkeepers in the world coming. Yeah, much much better than Cal the Dragon. <laughs> for sure. Definitely, man. <laughs> definitely. And hey, I might say better than Matt Turner. <laughs> oh come on now that's a low blow no, that's a low blow is. Hey. No <laughs> oh no 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 i under, i understand i understand that sentiment first we got to see matt turner play a little more before <laughs> i can uh, no no i do think diogo costa is better than matt turner as it stands <laughs> matt turner might be a better shot stopper Ooh. uh but 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 diogo costa it, it doesn't it's not a big hurdle to climb to be better than Matt Turner at distribution, okay? <laughs> because Matt Turner is not good at ball distribution at all, and neither is Zach Steffen, frankly. So mm. uh, anyway, Gaga. when it comes down to it, you are set. Mm -hmm. I am excited to see Portugal versus Spain, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I do have to go back. I got to go back. I mean, are you done? Do you have a couple more things to I, say about I, Portugal? My last thing with Portugal is yeah. right now, Ronaldo has Christ, Christian Ronaldo has one game. Um, has mm -hmm. one, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has one goal and one assist. I think yeah. until the end of the year of December, we're definitely going to see one hat-trick from Ronaldo and 10 goals. At least. Yeah. He's got one goal right yeah. now, but he will have 10 goals. 
I believe until this, the end of December. Go ball, Ronaldo. <sighs> Bought it. I believe in him. I believe in I'm him. Not, I'm, not, I'm never going to bet against Cristiano Ronaldo. But <laughs> it, 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 for, some, for some part of me, it, it feels almost like there's under? been a passing of the torch. You're gonna there's been the a under? passing of the torch. Under? No, I, I just, you, you know what I'm more excited about? Mm. I am more excited that that stat mm. has, has less meaning. Right, the one goal, the one assist that has less meaning. Do you know why? Because mm. Portugal isn't Cristiano Ronaldo anymore. Portugal ah. is so much. Portugal is so much more than Cristiano Ronaldo, yes. and that's a good thing. That's a good thing because Cristiano Ronaldo is not going to be there to put eight, nine, ten goals. Is not going to be there to be your most dangerous player. You don't need him necessarily. Hey, we we, we kind of need him still. Like he's an elite finisher still, and he's got he brings that, a lot of experience. But that transition is absolutely huge. It's not going to be, you know, like uh, like maybe some people expect when Leo Messi hangs up his boots. Oh, wait, he did at one point. And Argentina <laughs> actually struggled for a while. And he came right? back. Uh, and he came yeah, back. You want, you want to see Rafael Leal uh, playing not in, in deference to mm-hmm. Ronaldo. You want to see him playing because and for Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. right? And, and that is really, really important in the long run because you guys can pick up you know, where you left off instead of having to hurt for a few years because Cristiano Ronaldo has stepped down or has, True. you know, retired from, well, I know he wants to play through the Euros. He's going he to play. He's going to play. He's going to yeah. play in the Euros 2024. <laughs> but I do want to, I, I do want to put that on record. Like it is absolutely massive that Portugal continues to succeed even with Ronaldo not necessarily contributing the way we all normally expect Cristiano Ronaldo to Man, contribute. I love the um, Portuguese youth because the Portuguese youth yeah. is daily inspired by every Portuguese footballer succeeding in England, in Italy. And that's why and, I know all these ballers in the academies in Befica, Sporting, Braga, Sturil, everywhere in Portugal, they can become world-class players because they know they can do it. And I believe in them. Bottle up, girl. And my last thing, too, is this belief that I'm saying that I have for mm-hmm. the youth. I would like Fernand Sanch to share that belief. And I'm going to point at him because tactic-wise, okay, we beat Czech Republic 4-0. Love to see it for the World Cup. We're going to be prepped. But for the future of the World Cup, Pep <clears throat> won't be involved, okay? And Pep is not in the selections he's he's been out of the squad okay it last uh, last week it was announced no pep and what did Fernand Sench decide to do didn't call up anyone to replace pep because he believes in the three center backs he has but what i gotta say is when there's no more pep you want a good antonio silva a good gonzalo Inacio, and a good david Carm. so you should Fernand Sench give a chance to the youth to have the experience before, like, if they can. So why not 100%. just give them a chance, man? It's ridiculous. 100%. But, but did I hear this correctly? Mm-hmm. That that Fernando Santos uh, brought Jao Palinha on to play center back because he, he forgot he had Thiago Jalo on the bench? He said that. He said that for that sense. Like, <laughs> like, Antonio Silva is better than those two in the center back position at 18. And me as a Portuguese man would love to see a Ruben and Antonio Silva developing, developing for the future. And Gonçalves, you man, two years in the first team of Sporting, okay? So he deserves that chance too. But yeah, it was a bit weird. It was a bit weird. Uh, 
That, that is a bit weird. And, and then to, I think he actually said sorry to to, to Tiago Jalo because he's like, oh, I forgot he was there. Uh, um, well, look at that. Hey, well, we can't go on any any further, right? Because we're talking about a lot of these group leaders, mm-hmm. all right? Um, can we go back for a second and just revel in how well Hungary is playing? Uh, it's true. Like, Hungary's I, I mean, show us live. Yeah, I mean, Sheesh. They, they, they're fun to watch too. They're mm-hmm. industrious. They, they go in and they get stuck in. They've got a guy like Dominic Sobislai. They got Daniel Gazdag, Philadelphia Union MVP candidate. <laughs> they've got they've got this new kid on the left who I really enjoy watching. He's a little raw, but if you don't know Milos Kirkish, definitely go look him up. He plays for Azed Akmar in the Eredivisie, and he just had his debut. And he had a debut in beating Germany in Germany. Okay, and Hungary, I mean, they are at the top of a group that they probably have no business being at the top of. Okay, <laughs> they've beaten England in England for nothing. They've also beaten them, or did they draw them at home? I forget mm-hmm. which one it is, but they have they've they just continue to impress. And I honestly believe that at some point you have to look at it and say, you know, it's not just luck. It is, uh, they, they have an understanding of how to play stronger teams. They really do have an, uh, an understanding. And they have turned into a boogeyman uh, for England. And I bet England is pretty damn happy that they're not going to see them at any point during the World Cup. And that's the next step for Hungary. That is the next step for Hungary. Um, so I just needed to shout out Milos Kerkic. I needed to shout out Dominic Sobislai because they are playing really well. And I don't think that they get credit because all the attention is on what? All the attention is on England in the mud, Germany <laughs> losing, uh, Italy obviously not making the World Cup and in the midst of a, you know, a, a rebuild. But all credit to them. They have a knack for beating teams in their own home country. They beat Lewandowski in Poland and Poland. They beat Northern Ireland in Northern Ireland. I know it's Northern Ireland. <laughs> but they've beaten a bunch of teams. Uh, and I, I'm really going to be intrigued to see how they grow heading into the Euros. Right, and- and, years, couple years now. and like Hungary knows that they have to play to the strengths of Shobozlai. And Shobozlai, in my opinion, is one of the best free kick takers in the world, okay? And he's just getting started. And I agree, they play to the team's strengths in that counter yeah. attack. Me, Portugal in the Euros with them, I was quaking, quaking, okay, in that group. <laughs> I didn't enjoy playing against Hungary. And I am sure any team that plays against Hungary... They're quaking just like Portugal did, Italy did, England did, and whoever goes against this team. But yeah, great shout out. Final four, man, with Hungary, I'm happy, happy. Just we just need that draw. We just need yeah. that draw. <laughs> but but, but you, know, mm-hmm. you know who is not impressing me these days? Mm, let me know. Norway. Ooh, Norway. Norway. Yes, yes. Norway. But Norway Holland still supposed- does. Holland still does uh, though. 21 goals for Norway in 22 games? I understand. A a lot of that was against weak, weak opposition, okay? But he couldn't, he needed Slovenia to gift him the goal, right? Because that was not a Erling Holland staple trademark goal. But it does, it illustrates something right now. Norway losing to Slovenia 2-1. to Benjamin Sesko, Ah. for all intents and purposes, is treated as the Slovenian Holland, who... Is at Red Bull Salzburg. He wins the day. He played better than Erling Holland on the day, in my opinion. One goal and assist. It, it, exactly, and it, it it illustrates one thing. 
Mm-hmm. Erling Holland has been so ridiculously like just <laughs> on point. But we also have to remember for Manchester City who's supplying him mm-hmm. and how many opportunities he has given. And that has not been built mm-hmm. yet out at Norway. And I don't know if that's their boss. I think it's Solbakken or Stolbakken. I don't know how to say his last name. Mm-hmm. Or if it's that the Odegaard and that 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 midfield triumvirate hasn't necessarily kind of taken off. But they're never going to be as industrious as Manchester City is. I agree. We have to understand this, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, unless like Andreas Schelderup and some of these younger guys come through and make a massive, massive, you know, effect on Norway. But mm-hmm. how ridiculous is it to think they are not a shoe in for the Euros, right? We might not see mm-hmm. Holland at a European competition for some time unless there is some invention uh, injected into this or unless Erling Holland can do it himself, hey. which it's really hard to do that no matter how good you are. You really hard a lot to do of that. points there. And yeah, no World Cup and no Euros maybe in the future for Haaland. That would be crazy. And, and no World Cup, it's, it's for Erling Haaland. It's for Sala, Luis Diaz, Barella, Ozime, Chiesa, Bastoni, Skriniar, and Alaba. All these players will not be in the World Cup. And that is that is sad, okay? But Holland, what all my these eye. goals? <laughs> but Holland, yeah. all these goals, man. You'd expect to have, for him to have a bigger difference for Norway, I agree. And Sesko, Benjamin Sesko was the star of that night. And Benjamin Sesko just shows the amazing business that Red Bull Group is doing, okay? He's leaving Red Bull Salzburg to Red Bull Leipzig for 20 million, and we know next season he's going to stay just one season at RB Leipzig because every top team will need a striker, and Cesco will have the goals in the Bundesliga to make Leipzig forget Nkunku the right way. So it just yeah. shows the organization of the Red Bull group, and they know. They needed Sesco when Nkunku leaves next summer. I understand yeah. it. I understand it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and case case in point, Benjamin Sesco going to Leipzig, uh, getting them for 20 million euros, which is great, great business. You're right. One, one season. Uh, but the illustration here is something bigger, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because we all know who's probably going to be first on that list mm. uh, in terms of trying to secure him United. after his time at Leipzig. And that if it's not United, it's going to be Todd Bowley and Chelsea because Todd yes. Bowley and Chelsea has already gone. They've already gone after Sesco. Okay. <laughs> and when they couldn't get Sesco, when they couldn't get Sesco early on. Okay. Mm. You want to know what Todd Bowley did? What did he do? He made his transfer target, the technical director for Red Bull Salzburg, Christopher Freund. Man, cheeky, okay? man. Cheeky, cheeky. He, <laughs> like this, this guy, Todd Bowley is relentless. He just he knows that he needs to drain other brains from different from different places. And if you want to build oh if you want to build a club structure like Red Bulls got, who better to get than one of the guys that has been the architect of Holland? He's been the architect of all these phenomenal Adeyemi, all these phenomenal talents that have come but through he didn't give and that they paid so much money. But he didn't give in. He stayed for Salzburg. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how long. We'll see how long. But well, I had to bring that up because Benjamin Sesco started that process of saying, well, Bowley, if I can't get the player I want, I'm going to go after the guy that is keeping him at Salzburg or at Leipzig. Man, that Makes is sense. mad. That's mad. And Todd Bowley, I like that rationale, but I I don't know if that's the right way of doing it because he seems like he still trusts that Red Bull yeah. group project, okay, that shows 
a lot, a lot of potential long-term because Red Bull is a brand that in every sport they seem to be one of the best. And scouts, it's not even with money invested. It's like best decision-making with the money. Red Bull, Salzburg, Leipzig, they're all doing just that but i yeah and you know maybe maybe they should sponsor a football podcast Ah! (laughs) put that hat on i love it but holland though is going bold with those numbers and i just want to put it out holland has scored more goals in the premier league in 2022 than mo salah ronaldo and gabriel zouge and he just arrived in august He's just yeah. arrived. He's just arrived to the Premier League. It's so it's that's, that's mad. And for Norway, they sure expect it. Around him, Martin Odgaard can be that De Bruyne that you were talking. Nusa can go bold. Sander Berger can yeah. show both sides. And the Norwegian mm. future can make it happen. I believe in it, man. Come on. Bada bada, Norway. But uh, a, a, a national mm. team that isn't a similar, wasn't a similar, I'd say, level to Norway. And Norway can become the new Serbia, okay? Because yeah. Serbia, in my opinion, are one of the biggest dark horses in this World Cup. And yeah. Mitrovic, I'm going to say this. This is a bold prediction. But Mitrovic in this World Cup, I think, will be in the top three goal scorers of the World Cup. I fully believe, yeah. even if they stay only in the group stage... Mitrovic is going to go bold in the group with Brazil. Brazil, man, mm-hmm. you guys have to be ready for Mitrovic. Definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, what he's been eating as of late. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I didn't know he could get much stronger, but what he was doing, he was simply brushing those Swedish center backs <laughs> off of him in order to score that hat trick. And then collectively, the whole Serbian community, Mm-hmm. Every Serbian supporter out there had to hold their breath as they watched him limp off uh, with a with a little injury near the end. But he was really, really quick, really, really quick to say, it's just a bruised knee. I'll be okay. I'm ready for Norway, which is going to be a massive cup final um, ah, for them. Love it. Love it. And, yeah. and, and Mitrovic, 67 goals in 75 games for Fulham and Serbia. Serbia's top goal scorer ever, and no doubt in my mind, Mitrovic must be considered one of the most underrated strikers right now in football at Fulham. Must be. be. I have nothing to refute that because it's all facts. It really is all facts. (laughs) And and it is phenomenal to see. It really is phenomenal to see because this guy, it shows you you can go down to the championship. Mm -hmm. You can get really uh, good down there. You can score your goals. You can rewrite record books and you can come back like a bat out of hell, like a Phoenix rising uh, <laughs> and take the premier league by storm. Wow. And also if we're going to talk about Mitrovic, the biggest glaring difference between Holland and chance creation with Norway and Mitrovic and chance creation with Serbia, the midfield is the biggest difference. It's Sergei Milinkovic Savic. Philip Kostic. It's Tadic, Dusan Tadic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. These are players that have played together for a really long period of time, that have gone through disappointments, that have gone through heartbreaks, but have still managed to create this core that will create for Mitrovic, that will create behind him, if not Mitrovic, for Vlahovic. Agreed. If not for Vlahovic, they'll create for Luka Jovic. Fuck. And it's really really impressive to see and i a hundred percent hope that this doesn't turn into one of the most disappointing 
no. buildups uh, because Serbia is playing wonderful football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am really going to be watching this Holland, <laughs> Holland, Norway versus uh, Vlahovic and Mitrovic uh, Serbia moving forward. But come on, mm-hmm. Sergei Milinkovic Savic is different uh, gravy right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. And, nice. and this nice. is, this is it. He's going to play in the world cup. He's probably going to be one of the best midfielders in the world's cup. And at the end of the world's cup, Somebody needs to come in and make this, give this man a step up Thanks. when it comes to club football. Not that Lazio is not having a good start to the season, but man, this guy's got to test his medal elsewhere. Facts. There's not one thing that Milinkovic Savic does wrong in his midfield position. It's insane how he's still there. I completely agree. And I completely yeah. agree too that the Serbian core behind Mitrovic is very very underrated and it's underrated that Vlahovic plays next to Mitrovic and does assist Mitrovic and Mitrovic to Vlahovic too like what a bold duo at strikers okay for Serbia just like Iran with Taremi and Sardar Azmun playing together too like those two like you got you got good teams with two strikers playing forwards in this World Cup so that's gonna be very exciting to see but people tell us down below do you believe that Serbia is going to do something crazy in the World Cup? This Mitrovic going to be a top three goal scorer? Tell us your mm. predictions. But we're mentioning Serbia. I want to touch base with the Brazil-Ghana game, okay? Mm. Because Brazil, okay, I was asked this on stream of which player would I love to see play for Portugal? And my answer was quick. It was Neymar Jr., okay? Neymar this season <laughs> is giving me real chills for Brazil to get the exit. I completely believe that Brazil are serious contenders to win this World Cup. A top three, a hundred percent. And it's because of Neymar in 2022 having 12 games, 11 goals, and 10 assists. Now it's your chance for the Ballon d'Or. So, gotta say that. Right, two assists, two assists and a 3-0 win versus Ghana. Uh, And this is a man having fun. Mm-hmm. This is a man that um, we, we didn't think it was possible for him to be having fun at the club level and at the national level at the same time. But damn it, he is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I have to say, after this international window, I might be changing my uh, favorite um, from a Euro team uh, to either Brazil or Argentina because ah! both of them, there's, there's no injury crisis. Uh, they are playing really good, expressive, solid, no. progressive football. Um, and they are fun as hell to watch. And it's just whether or not once they get to Qatar, are they going to freeze up in the mm-hmm. moment? Or is this a squad that is deep enough? Because remember, this Brazilian team was beaten mm-hmm. up on Ghana without the without the Gabriels, right? True. There was no Gabriel Jesus. There was no Gabriel Magalhães. There was no any of those. But Richarlison had two goals, mm-hmm. right? Um, so this Brazilian team is deep. Um, Anthony? And- Richarlison, you got Rafinha there, Vinicius Jr. Like, yeah, they're stacked. Gabriel Jesus is not there, true, but I think they gave a chance to Pedro, okay? And I think they're going to go with Jesus too. Firmino's there too. Like, Coutinho is my biggest Mm. doubt. Why Coutinho there and no Martinelli or Gabriel Jesus? To have a chance in this World Cup. It's Coutinho's just status by now, in my opinion. And another player that must start for brazil in my opinion it's bruno guimarães next to yes. neymar conducting that midfield he's gonna go bold casemiro fabinho's 
like Danilo with that interesting new role. And another player too that I believe is going to be a great option to have is Eder Militão. Tiago Silva, Marquinhos, Eder Militão, must be, and Bremer. Those are my decisions for Brazil. I can say it already. And Eder Militão because he can play center back and full back too. Something that is great and needed with Tite. Tite ball. Will it happen, yes. man? Brazil, if Brazil wins it the World Cup, I just, it can, yeah, yeah, it can. <laughs> no, I, I have but, to accept it. I have to but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I mean, this is this is a question I would love to know the answer to from from those that listen to us. Yes, um, I would love to know whether or not heading into a World Cup, you want everything to be so rosy. Mm. You want everyone scoring goals, everyone having fun, playing good football, because you know when you're at the top, sometimes you you fall before you rise again, right? <laughs> or would you rather have your team rife with issues? Now, mm. issues that are solvable, maybe, you know, in England, maybe it's personnel, maybe it's tactical. Mm. Uh, in, uh, I'm trying to think of another team, France, right? Yes. Uh, Mbappe rules all, Benzema needs to come back, other things like that. Mm-hmm. Personnel issues and, and fighting through the possibility of a curse. Which would you rather have? A team that is riding high, riding a momentous wave, into the World Cup, or would you rather have a team that has issues they got to work out so that they grind down and they get to it and they look at it instead as a problem they got to solve at the World Cup together? I, um, I, I don't know the answer. I think Which one I, would you have? I, I'd rather have a team that's very happy because in Qatar, it's going to be very weird circumstances. It's going to be very hard, sure. and the team's always going to be together. What can you do sure. in Qatar but have fun? <laughs> and if the Brazil team is having fun together, I think that is yeah. scary scenes in a hot country. I don't think I don't think England players are going to be dealing with with hot weather like Brazil players are. They're going to be dancing on that pitch. So let's wait and see what's going to happen with Brazil sure. in the World Cup. So yes, tell us down below your predictions. If you're listening to us until now, do not forget to like this podcast, people. Go bold. And yes, here, l- the last thing I wanted to mention. Can I go here, Breton, to the charity? Oh, God. <laughs> I wanted to mention oh, this. Whoa, whoa, want- whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, we, can, okay. we can mention it. We can mention it. And before we get to the American star of that charity game, the Sidemen <laughs> FC charity game, I just, I got to say, there's, there's three more little, little, little nibbles that yes. I got to take on Nations League. One, kudos to Israel. Uh, they have one promotion to, you ready for this? To League A. They are going to be playing Giants next time in UEFA Nations League. Okay, that's a pretty pretty dang good achievement, and I am I'm ready for Lyle Labada. Okay, in Nations League A, uh, second Kovicic Kaveratskilia mm-hmm. did it again. Veradana scored again for Georgia, and yes. Georgia once again is just a a fun team to watch right now. And Kavaradana is the largest reason why, and he continues to do it, which you know you expect him to kind of revert back to the mean nope not with this nope. kid okay this kid is a lot of fun to watch and thirdly i just have to mention u.s men's national team not inspiring nice. just yet not even a shot uh, not even a shot uh, against japan what happened the there first what happened? first time in a really really long time that that was the case and uh Christian Pulisic was, they are being precautionary with him. They pulled him out of the starting 11. Hopefully he plays versus Saudi Arabia on Tuesday. But that's basically why I brought up that, that dichotomy between having a team that's riding and playing really good, phenomenal football before the World Cup. And then there's the team that needs something. Because right now, 
U.S. men's national team, Weston McKinney is playing terribly. Mm. I, I don't think there's really any any other way to put it. But even if Weston, if Weston McKinney looks at that tape and says, yeah, I'm doing well, no. then he's an idiot. He's an idiot, <laughs> right? Think because Weston like McKinney, yeah. no, and he doesn't think like that. Hopefully he is as jazzed up as everyone else is around him because he was playing really good football before he broke that metatarsal. Right. And since he's come back, he hasn't been great for Juve. Since he's come back, he certainly was not great for US men, the U.S. men's national team versus Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, fast we are recovery. missing Yunus yeah, Musa. It, it was maybe too fast. Yunus Musa is out injured too, and mm-hmm. we were missing him. And those people that don't think Yunus Musa is more important to this squad than mm. people have been giving him credit for, ah. now is your proof. That is your proof. It is there. Yunus Musa does a lot of work uh, off the ball on the defense, and he does a lot of work progressing the ball forward, and we don't have that right now. Brendan Aronson looked lost on the wing. I hate to say that, but there are things that they've got to work, and I, I uh, it, it doesn't look good. But then again, Group B in <laughs> World Cup, England, <laughs> Wales, U.S. <laughs> men's national team, Iran, yes, the form is up on Iran. So who the heck knows what's going to happen? <laughs> but, well, Sheesh. I wouldn't be surprised if Wales and U.S. managed to go through. And England, Southgate would be so, but so out in that yeah, circumstance. We'll we can we'll wait and see. But put down below your predictions of Group B, man. I love to see All that. Right. And, yes, I did say <laughs> I was going to give a, get a, a bit of a shout-out. To the Sidemen charity match. And I want to say, Huge. what a beautiful event, man. And to yes. have one million, okay, generated for, for charity, that is unbelievable. And a, a great gesture from the Sidemen FC and a great event. 2.5 million people were watching live yeah. at a certain time. That is mad. And to see that the is. effect that it has, like, it's unbelievable. Leaveable. Raised over. Oh, uh, yeah. And 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 the, the ground that they picked for this, ch- the Charlton Athletic Ground, the Valley, it, it just it, it was so perfect Great for choice. the whole event. Um, and everybody was like on top of the field. You could hear them. Um, and they picked some, uh, some personalities <laughs> there. But come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm all for U.S. men's national team call up for Noah Beck. How about you? Noah Beck in midfield next to Philly. Noah Beck showed without assistance speed that please speed just learn about the offside man in my opinion <laughs> speed should play fullback because he's got that ruthlessness he's got the tackling ability and the speed that comes in the name i think he's the perfect fullback and i want to give a shout out to speed by saying in my opinion He's the man that's made me have the biggest laughs this year. And he's the best entertainer, in my opinion, of 2022. Speed uh, went bold, in my opinion, this year. Like, that, well, like the clip's unbelievable. He's so funny. I, Speed. But that virtually guarantees that you don't want him to learn the offsides rules. Because then <laughs> he's, not as, he's not as funny. But listen, uh, I, I am a little perturbed mm. by the fact that the U.S. men's soccer Twitter yes. sphere and and U.S. men's you know national team mm-hmm. have not gotten speed mm-hmm. involved, okay? Because it, it it just makes no sense that the first thing that he does from a charity standpoint is he goes over there and plays mm-hmm. with sidemen. I I think it's amazing that they got him, and it's very clearly because sidemen are so huge on all social media channels, and the U.S. 
in terms of footballing, we're catching up on that media side of things. <laughs> uh, in terms of, but to not get them, to not get speed out at the MLS game, right? Mm-hmm. MLS All Star game, or get him involved the same way they've gotten Noah Beck involved. It's, it's kind of an opportunity it's missed. Portuguese. It's an opportunity missed. He's Portuguese, he's per- man. He's stated it. He is. <laughs> he's, Portuguese. he's Portuguese. Well, at least he's got that. He's got that. The spirit. <laughs> he's always wearing that jersey, man. At seventeen, man. I absolutely I know, love I it. Know. I love it. And no. I want to give a shout out, man. Cal the Dragon. What was that, man? Okay, that those he had some stinkers. And here in Portugal, I've seen twelve-year-olds in academy football do more oh. saves than Cal the Dragon. That is fucked, okay? I have to say it, man. But Wait, how old, how old is how old is Cal the Dragon? I, I thought he was twelve. <laughs> no, hey, hey, I'm kidding. Oh, oh, I'm kidding. Low blow, low blow. Hey, but listen, I, I listen. like him. I like him. But he's the same. I li- but the listen, though. Mark, he he cost Mark Goldbridge the game. <laughs> Mark Goldbridge tactics on point two, man. <laughs> I love to see like the speed and Goldbridge interactions between each other. That was yeah. bold in the yeah. two. But yeah, just having an event like this, man. Great oh, job, KSI, Mr. B, Sideman, everyone that's involved, and Chunks, man. What a worldie yeah. from Chunks, too. <laughs> 40 yards out. All of a sudden, Chunks decide to put to Zescal the Dragon. That wasn't ready. Bold moment yeah. from Chunks, too. But yeah, that's, that was great to see. I, oh, I, my days. I, think, I think if they want true Portuguese flavor, though, they probably got to give you a call, huh? <laughs> but I, I, I'll be honest. I think I play better than some of them that were there. I'll be honest. Oh, Definitely. Oh, okay. Definitely. Okay? Right. I can say All that right. here on podcast to the people. And yes, I can say something else. I might say something else. But I'll keep it Uh-oh. for the next one, maybe. But I'll say this to the community. We have a very very special surprise coming to the FC Wonderkid community. Fresh new content coming. And I'm going to give a chance to the community to try and guess. Whoever guesses, okay, what is the special new content that Mia Breton will have, they get maybe a piece of merch. They get a piece of merch, okay? I can already say it. Put down below in the comment section, what do you believe is going to happen with FC Wonderkid in the coming months? What new content's gonna come? Try and guess in our new episode to get content. Link in bio, man. <laughs> Just wanted to say that. Just you, Bretton. Do you want to give a hint? Do you want to give a hint? It it it's something that's never been done before between you and I. Ooh! So people put in the comment section with that hint your thoughts. But yes, episode seventy-four, another one in the wraps. And if you're listening until now. Do not forget to follow us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and like the podcast. Thank you for listening to us until now. And thank you, community, for going bold on a weekly basis. Love it.